How does dermatology compare with other specialties regarding burnout? Has burnout become worse after the pandemic or has it improved? How can dermatologists recognize whether they have burnout and what should they do about it? These questions and more are discussed in a lively conversation between Dr. Joel Schlesinger, cosmetic surgery chief editor for Practical Dermatology and a board-certified dermatologist practicing in Omaha, Nebraska, and Dr. H.L. Greenberg, a board-certified dermatologist, founder of Las Vegas Dermatology, a private practice in Las Vegas, Nevada, and one half of the Derm Bros. Joel, thank you for having me. I've always been a big fan of uh, you and this journal so and the podcast. So I'm looking forward to a lively discussion about burnout and where we are and what's happening. Isn't that kind of a anomaly, a lively discussion of burnout? <laughs> well, I think, you know, I think there's so many reasons why somebody gets burned out, you know, be it, you know, insurance, unsatisfied staff, difficult patients. There are so many contributors to burnout, not enough time to do things that, yes, I think there's so many things to talk about. So yeah, I'm really excited about it. Very happy to be able to talk about this subject. And one of the reasons that I felt it was so important to talk about this particular subject is just that there is so much talk about burnout, but we just got a recent study that came from Medscape that showed that pre-pandemic, Dermatologists were some of the happiest physicians in the space. 85% of dermatologists considered themselves happy, and the specialists outside of work, that is, was 85% dermatology. And after the pandemic, 62%. So a stunning <laughs> amount, a stunning change in the level of happiness. Particularly what pissed me off was that before the pandemic, dermatologists were a hair above plastic surgeons in level of happiness, where 85% in plastic surgeons were just below us with 85%. Pulmonary medicine was the highest at 89%. And now dermatologists go down to 62%, and plastic surgeons are the happiest at 71%. So that alone was enough to have a discussion and, and start talking like, let's fix this problem a little bit, guys. Well, it, it sounds to me like everybody's happiness decreased a little bit because of this pandemic. I know mine certainly has. You know, I have a friend who's a comedian, and during the pandemic, I was asking him how he was doing, and he would tell me how miserable he was because he couldn't perform. And at least now he can perform again. So I think for different specialties and and on all of us, you know, our expectations have changed. And, you know, it's not as fun as it was, but it's getting better. I do think it is. And I almost wonder when this exact study was collected, the material was collected for it, because it really depends on if this was collected six months ago, a year ago, et cetera. Um, and and that is a that's a concern because you know you could see a tremendous amount of change in the overall tenor as you went through this process of the pandemic and what you were doing, how you were coping with it, what was happening with your practice, et cetera. So it's a big deal to note that as your experience during the pandemic happened, you might've been happier. And the recruitment period they said was June 28th of 2022 through October 3rd of 2022. So actually this is sort of, I would say after the pandemic was over pretty much. Yeah, I think that's fair. Look, I, I think these are three years that as we continue to look back on what the heck just happened to us, 
things will change. And I know that during the pandemic is when the Derm Bros grew. Uh, it didn't exist. And we had a virtual happy hour. So Dr. Cotter and I were bored. There was nothing going on. And we did a virtual happy hour. We we're going to call it Corona time. His wife said that's a bad idea because people are dying of coronavirus. And she's right. So we called it Derm Bros happy hour. And, you know, we did some lectures. So we, we did what we could. Uh, gave talks on Botox, fillers, psoriasis, eczema, you know, things that we know to educate the community. I mean, we, we had to do something because we certainly weren't seeing a lot of patients. Absolutely. So, you know, during the pandemic, obviously there was a huge change. And I think that certain things were magnified, i.e. your lack of control was magnified during the time. The frustrations uh, that might have uh, accompanied lack of income or decreased income, the uh, uncertainty in your daily activities, the inability to travel for people that were happy to travel, the inability to interact with other individuals, which was a huge factor. So there was a great deal of that that was going on during the pandemic. Now, most of those things are done and presumably during the recruitment period, June 28th of 2022 through October 3rd of 2022, most of those things were no longer in effect. So why are we still unhappy? Why have we gone from the unhappiest specialty is now 47% uh, happy, that's infectious disease now, and that was the unhappiest specialty initially before this pandemic was, I think, 76% with rheumatology. So we went from the least happy was 76% to the least happy is 47%. It's a, it's it's a brutal, stunning, stunning number. Yeah, and I, I think also part of it, and Dr. Cotter and I spoke with our senator staff two weeks ago, is that here we are, heroes during the pandemic, the pandemic ends and they cut our pay 2%. When you talk about burnout, I mean, you're doing the same amount of work and you're getting paid less for it. And, you know, you were heroes during the pandemic and now we're just being treated terribly. So when you get paid less to do the same job, that leads to some dissatisfaction. And that that is a huge thing. So for those of you who are listening, and I'm sure most every dermatologist that is on this podcast knows that Medicare has cut our reimbursements by 2%. And that was sort of a win because it was supposed to be even more. And they, they got it cut down to only 2% reduction. But Clearly, over the past 20 years or so, we've suffered greatly at the hands of uh, the politicians. And sadly, during this process, we've seen some medical winners in the bunch, uh, namely the drug companies, namely the hospitals, administrators. There's no lack of reimbursement for people that are running HMOs and uh, healthcare companies and uh, coming away with billions, literally billions of dollars in salary and bonuses a year. And meanwhile, dermatologists are slaving away trying to help people out and they're taking 2% price cut. You know, I think that there's a point that Z-Dog, one of the prolific podcaster and phenomenal physician, uh, said was moral injury, that burnout is oh, yeah. actually moral injury, not just being upset. Uh, tell me what you think about that, HL. Well, it's interesting because Z-Dog actually came to my practice and he posted a video being in the dermatologist's office and recently had another podcast where he talked about the importance of seeing a dermatologist. So we had a really nice interaction when he was here and I listened to a podcast that he had on burnout. So I know what you're talking about and the moral injury. It's an unfair type of thing where you're doing things that you know aren't right, but that you're required to do 
you kind of get hit twice. It was a tough time for so many people. But I think that more importantly, let's let's focus on what you think we can do to improve the the burnout that is clearly happening. Oh my God. I mean, there's a million things. You know, first of all, you cannot have just one source of happiness. So certainly my job, I love being a dermatologist. I love you know, coming to work. And I would have been among that, you know, percentage of, of high job satisfaction people before the pandemic. But during it, for sure, it, it was it was hard. So then what are some other sources of happiness that I can find? Uh, during the pandemic, I put on 15 pounds. Um, but it's not what you think, because I hired a personal trainer and learned how to box. So and lift weights and get stronger, and think different. Um, you know, I, I, I was doing things, meeting with people, I became friends with a woman who is an Auschwitz survivor from the Holocaust. And, you know, hearing her perspective on different things that she went through, and how how she dealt with some adversity in her life, talking with people uh, that I wouldn't normally connect with, because I, I had the time, I couldn't travel, I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. So I had to find other sources of happiness. And I think multiple sources of happiness uh, is, is really key. Multiple sources of happiness. And I think that that's even more relatable to the fact that you have to find happiness. I think that there's something that distinguishes, that delineates that person which, who is happy at their work versus that person who is unhappy at their work. And I, I believe that you have to make your own situation if you can. Now, sadly, there are way too many dermatologists these days who are in almost untenable situations, i.e., they're working for a nameless corporation, they're working for a, an, a, a hospital that is not treating them nicely, they're working in a situation that might be literally almost impossible to make to make good. And so I, yeah. I do I don't want to minimize the fact that if you're working in a place where whatever you do, you still have a clinic manager who makes all the decisions, you aren't in any shape to make a decision. It's going to be tougher, I think, for you to to forge a level of happiness in that environment. But well, you're 100% correct in that because both you and I are in the unique position that we own our own practices. I've been to your practice. It's a fantastic place. You've designed it in a way that speaks to you. I mean, if, nobody can see us right now, but I'm wearing pink scrubs because on Wednesdays we wear pink. We have uh, an environment that, that works for our office and works for me personally. And if it doesn't work, I fire people. But yes, if you're working for a big corporation where you're just a cog in a wheel, uh, you may not be able to make that organization the way you want it to be. And I do feel bad for people like that. They're going to have to suck it up a little bit more than you and I would. But then again, as a business owner, I suck it up every day because there's not a day that goes by where somebody doesn't complain to me about something in the office. Different right. strategy. So there's different levels of frustration. And even if you own your own practice, even if you're highly, highly compensated and have a, a very good staff, you are still going to have some challenges in your life. I'm sorry, there's no, there's no utopia. You're not going to have whatever you have. The grass is always greener on the other side. Some situation, some person will come into your life and, and yuck all over it. So <laughs> that, that's, that's just the, the way of the world. 
But I, I feel like your idea, the, the bringing happiness into your life and whether it's wearing pink at work, um, one thing I was thinking about and, and in analyzing how I make myself happy is like in my office, I always try to change something. It may not be a major thing like uh, this past year, we changed all the light bulbs from the old type of light bulbs to LED light bulbs that have a really pleasing, a 2700 level of warmth. So it, it casts a nice glow. And then we changed our other bulbs that were uh, the fluorescence into a different type of bulb that was uh, LED also. And uh, it, it just made my happiness level soar because we had better lighting. It was just a happier environment. And, you know, I'm sure you've done things in your office like that as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, today's a Wednesday. So uh, every other Wednesday we have a staff meeting and we go around the circle at the end of the meeting and we go over the minutes, what's important, what's going on in the office. But at the end of it, we all say one thing that we're, we're thankful for or one positive thing in our life. And it develops an esprit de corps where, you know, you ask people, oh, you went to Mexico uh, last week. How was it? Or uh, we'll do quarterly uh, events. So we went and saw Joe Coy, the comedian, for instance. I rented out, uh, there's a AAA baseball team. I rented out the pool in the outfield and we had burgers and dogs and beers watching a baseball game. Uh, I've taken my staff to the Vegas Knights hockey team. So we do things as a team uh, and try to be supportive of one another. Uh, and have fun with it. You know, maybe, you know, we ask the other people when, when pharmaceutical companies want to bring in lunch, you know, some, everybody gets a turn to decide what they want to have. You got to make everybody feel welcome and important. Uh, it helps. I love, I love that idea. And I think that the whole idea of asking for what is happy in your life, again, it spreads the happiness rather than talking about all the negativity that is out there. Because Sadly, there is a ton of negativity. There's no getting around it. There's a lot of negativity. So you have to parse out the positivity and, and almost dwell on it so that you can, you can enter some, some uh, happiness into your life. Yeah, it's very true. We do like once a year, we have a staff outing where we go to a pumpkin patch and it's, it's always the most fun thing that we do because everybody gets together, you get to meet significant others and, and kind of hang out. And it's a, it's a pleasant opportunity. And who couldn't be happy in a pumpkin patch during uh, Halloween? It's a great time. Yeah, we had a seasonal gathering this year with a white elephant thing. So we had all these gifts and we put it, I put it on TikTok. That's been one of my outlets as well this past year was, you know, really going all in on TikTok, uh, making videos and uh, I made a video of our seasonal gathering, which is hilarious because I found all the leftover stuff in my house that I didn't want, including like a used picture frame. And I, I put some nice stuff in there too, like sake and whatnot. But whoever got my gift, they were just uh, a little bit disappointed, but it was funny and we could trade gifts. And, you know, the staff really got to relax and have a good time. Well, it's nice that you put it on TikTok. Maybe uh, Xi Jinping will be your patient soon. <laughs> that, would, that would be good. Just so long as he pays. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think that there's a lot of other stuff that we can talk about that is about how to make yourself a little happier. And it, it always comes down to looking at the ways that you can be more positive because there may be things in your life that are unmovable. There may be 
sickness. There may be, you know, challenges in relationships. And I don't want to be a Pollyanna in this discussion because burnout has so many aspects and those aspects are generally speaking, what frames your happiness in its totality. But I, I do feel like as dermatologists, we have a little bit more opportunity with frankly, the fact that we have, we have a little bit better socioeconomic status to, to change some of those things, to, to address some of those things. Hopefully the, the coping mechanisms, the, the education level allows us to determine ways or to figure out ways that we can potentially be happier. Do you have any thoughts on that, HL? So Dr. Cotter and I, like I said, we did 13 Durham Bros lectures. Uh, the last most recent one was about a month ago. Uh, just on, you know, what's new in the medicine chest. But uh, that type of type of stuff has helped. And up until recently, we've had a really great relationship with the medical students and rotators and writing papers. So, so that part has been nice on that level. So job satisfaction wise, you and I have met many times in different countries giving lectures. And, you know, we met most recently in Nashville uh, doing some talks going to conferences, being around other physicians, being around the vendors, hearing what's new, just throwing yourself all in on, on what's working in other practices, what, what's new in the field. I, I really enjoy that. I get a lot out of it. In the collegiality, I think is, is a huge issue, um, huge importance, I should say. Um, so I've been a member of DermChat, which is a listserv for about 1,400 dermatologists across the world. I, since 2002, and it has been, without a doubt, the most important thing in my career and absolutely the one thing that has advanced me as a dermatologist. You can join DermChat if you're interested, and it's a, a collection of, of various dermatologists with varying points of view. There is no one orthodoxy on the, on the list, uh, and it, it's interesting because you can have discussions about clinical materials. You can have discussions about off-clinic topics, whether it's about your vacations or something else. And I think that's great. I know that there's also the, the board-certified dermatologist group, which I'm a member of. And I know you're kind of active in, in maybe both of those. Yeah. So I, I, I was on the listserv that you mentioned, and I, I just had trouble with the interface. So I'm more so on the board-certified dermatologist group. And there are a couple secret groups that as you you know, figure out who you are as a person, you may like one of these secret hidden groups because that suits your political leanings or your personality type. Um, but being in the board certified dermatologist group is really nice because, you know, even if you're bored, you can look on there and see what's trending or what's new. And it may pique your interest to, to see a disease or the treatment of a disease such as, uh, oh, I'm forgetting, there was somebody who had pain in their legs uh, recently, and they were given like a year later. I'm I'm wondering why a year later. All of a sudden, I'm seeing some information. Well, they got IV ketamine, and it helped the leg pain, and and the the redness of the legs. Now, that's nothing that I had thought even thought of before. But but being engaged with my colleagues on on that Facebook chat room has been you know uh, stimulating. There's also, I think, the Alliance of Board Certified Dermatologists. There's Derm Life. Uh, there's so many uh, opportunities for us to interact with colleagues. I do feel like you can only have so much interaction online. And after a period of time, you need to come to something where there are other people that are around. We all 
missed the human interaction during COVID. And I think it's just absolutely incredibly important for us to, to get together, whether you come to uh, my meeting, Cosmetic Surgery Forum, whether you come to uh, American Academy of Dermatology or, or some other meeting and just be a part of things and get to, to get to interact with your fellow dermatologists again. Yeah, there's absolutely no substitute for being in person. It's the best and the worst, but I would rather be with somebody. There's one uh, gentleman on the board certified dermatologist group. We were at each other's throats uh, on that group and he called me names and I trolled him and uh, we went and had a beer at the AD last year and it was fantastic. It was probably one of, one of the best experiences that I've had uh, with a colleague who I didn't know him and he didn't know me, but we were just blasting each other online. But being together in person, it was kind of fun. I enjoyed it. There's, there's no substitute for it. Before we end, and I think we're, we're kind of winding down, I think that there you know, are a couple of other things that I really feel are necessary to say, because I was listening to one other podcast that was uh, really interesting. It was by Dr. Jimmy Turner and Dr. Nye Darko. Basically, it was talking about how one doc maintains control in a broken healthcare system in the Docs Outside the Box podcast. And what they were talking about was, and I, I thought it was so so spot on, was how you could uh, have some sort of burnout session at a hospital where you're employed as, a, as an employee, and they're talking about the, the key to taking care of burnout is going to take yoga lessons or something like that. It was so rotten, so rude. And that was, it, it hit the nail on the head, didn't you think? I think, um, yeah, I mean, that's sort of tongue in cheek because I'll tell you, dealing with stress, you really need somebody to talk with. And it may be, and I ask my patients this because I'm sure you've had the experience too. You walk in the room and the patient starts to cry and you wonder, is it me or this person's really going through something? We just had a staff member after two years quit out of the blue for no good reason that we knew of, that I knew of, but it turns out that she's been depressed. And I feel bad that I didn't know, but I'm hopeful that she can get the help that she needs to deal with her depression. I, I think, you know, and yoga is not just not going to do it for this woman. It does not. There's only so much that yoga can do. And I love yoga myself. I, I'm a huge fan. And I think exercise, as you stated, is a huge part of keeping yourself happy and, and, and being uh, fit, uh, having a healthy diet, things like that. There's no substitute for it, but it, there's no... 100% perfect answer. And there's nobody, including even uh, HL or myself, who can get you out of your burnout, the, except for yourself. You can, you can do that. Well, talking with your colleagues really helps because you realize that other people have been through it. Ask somebody more senior, ask you know, a mentor. Uh, you, you need somebody to bounce ideas off of because you're not, I, I can guarantee you, you're not alone. There's a lot of frustrations, you know, even today, you know, I was looking at my derm bro and I was telling him just something and he shot back with a quick retort. Like I'm busy. I'm in clinic. I can't hear that. And I thought, geez, you know, what did I say wrong to him after clinic? You know, we, we chatted and everything was fine. It's just, you catch somebody at the wrong time and the wrong frame of mind. And you're not going to get the good juice out of the, out of them that you need in order to both successfully navigate wherever you're headed. Absolutely. Well, you know, proper time, proper place, and really proper attitude. And so hopefully, uh, 
those who are listening to this podcast um, have some resources. If you don't have resources, and honestly, if you are depressed, please, and considering uh, harming yourself, please take uh, the appropriate steps. Go see a professional. This is not something to keep to yourself. This is a very serious thing. The thing that, that keeps me up at night over this uh, issue, the burnout, is not really whether it's burnout. It's more whether it's uh, the absolute depression that could lead to self-harm. So, you know, there is a lot of that going on and we, we want to be respectful of that and, and realize that this is not something that, that you can probably do this alone. You can do it with your, from your own self, but you also may need professional help if there's, if this is more than burnout and has gone into depression or, or uh, even worse. Yeah, 100% agreement there. You, you just, there are other people who are going through it. And if you are, you know, feeling like you want to hurt yourself or, or you don't know where to turn, you need, you need somebody to talk with. That's not giving up. That's getting help. That's being an advocate for yourself. Absolutely. So, you know, burnout, a, a large topic, a large spectrum, uh, and in overall, you know, an in, uh, in, encompassing thing that is sadly uh, exposing more dermatologists to uh, a, a less happy life, both inside and outside of work. Um, but it's important we that we uh, bring this problem to the forefront and analyze the, the causes and hopefully the solutions for it. And hopefully some of the things that you heard here and uh, uh, maybe take away today from uh, this podcast will help you to not only feel better, but have a more fulfilling life and career. Thank you so much, Dr. H.L. Greenberg. You are so great. I appreciate your being on with me. And I want to thank the incredible people at Practical Dermatology and Bryn Mawr Communications for allowing us this fantastic opportunity to discuss this important topic. H.L., uh, any parting words? Yeah, I, I would say it's important just to write down, you know, sort of your goals. I've always been a goal-oriented person. Write down things that you want to accomplish. It'll be helpful. Like, for instance, in June, I'm going to give a lecture in Lisbon. I'm trying to do some talks in Bangkok this year. So having something to look forward to, including the AAD meeting where we're going to be interacting with colleagues, I think, you know, having things to look forward to can make your life a little bit better and help you deal with some of the adversity that you're dealing with on a daily basis. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this edition of Practical Dermatology, the podcast. You can find future editions at practicaldermatology.com or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.